Friends, Sam Rajovsky here, News Talk 840 KXNT. Welcome to the What's Right Show. Happy Friday. We made it. Emotionally exhausting week here in Las Vegas, uh, but we're making our way through, and a weekend is, um, is, is in sight. It is in sight. I know there's a lot to cover today. Uh, we'll get to it all. Um, I, yeah, well, obviously the Hunter Biden indictment, this is a, I have some thoughts about this. Um, it's, people are saying that this is an example of the Department of Justice going tough on Hunter Biden. And they've, look, they've, they've uh, filed charges out in L.A., willful concealment, failure to pay income taxes for several years. I guess he even two years he didn't file a tax return at all, even though he's living this lavish lifestyle. But here's the deal, right? The 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 fundamentals of this. I understand Al Capone. They ultimately got him on tax evasion. I want to know how he came up with this money in the first place. To me, it's a dodge to to charge him. Yes, fine. If this if this is all we can get, I mean. It's better than nothing. But the entire point of this investigation was how in the hell did he lay his hands on this much cash? What was it for? Who did it come from? And where did it go? And I feel almost as if the attention span of us dolt Americans is being bought off by the cunning members of the Department of Justice who are regaling us with this indictment well there's hundreds of thousands of dollars for hookers and for you know for uh drugs and for um, you know sex club memberships all this sensational stuff that is uh it's it's funny yeah it's entertaining and everybody's lapping it up and going look at all that oh my gosh look at and they are going after him you know there's even even Trump's lawyer, Will Scharf, is saying, well, it looks like these are the, 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 the feds are taking this seriously. Yes, he says, so David Weiss, who is the special prosecutor assigned to this case, well, looks like he's, you know, he's, 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 gonna, he's going rogue, and he's, he's really throwing the book at Hunter. And I, I'm going to say, listen, I, I'm, I'm not entirely convinced, and, and again... To me, all of these sensational claims, which no doubt are, are, are true, I think, you know, it seems to be fairly well established, given that we've seen what's on the laptop and a lot of this stuff was, was, was documented by Hunter Biden himself. But my point is, are they throwing all this out there to, to put lipstick on a pig, right? Is this all meant to distract us? Ooh, shiny object. And get the public and the media and everybody to forget that the big question here is where did this money come from and where ultimately did it go beyond the hookers and the blow? That's what I want to know. I think that's what you want to know, and that's what, that's what we need to get to the bottom of. And until I see that coming out from the special counsel, then I'm sorry none of this is, is particularly interesting to me, and I'm not here going to celebrate it. 
because the real fundamental story here is that 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 Hunter Biden was a crackhead who went around the world shaking down people who had business before the United States of America, shaking them down for money in order to gain access to his dad. That's the story. There are some very serious high-level crimes that go all the way up to the then-Vice President, now President of the United States. And it's pretty freaking relevant, in my view, given that this guy now, Joe, is running for re-election. This is pretty relevant. And so throwing out of here's a few dribble of criminal charges. What is it, seven years? I saw somebody say maybe he'd get four. I, I don't practice in the in the realm of federal criminal law but i i mean it's four years Ooh, you know and so he's he's gonna go on a nice cushy federal prison for two years and paint and uh and and because he'll get out in two right i mean it's, it's not gonna be there this is nothing this is nothing these guys sold out our country right there's plenty of examples all the deals done the entire essence of some of these relationships that we've now that Biden has with Ukraine goes back to these Burisma deals it could be very well not an exaggeration in the least to say that this has cost lives just so that that what Joe Biden could buy a beach house in Delaware that is pasty corpse now you know goes to every 10 seconds in the summer instead of Working, he's out there lounging on the beach. This is it's that to me here is the is the real story. So everybody's been texting me last night. Of course, I you know I get off air, I, I I get home and I'm relaxing, and my phone begins to blow up. These charts. Have you read the indictment, Sam? Have you looked at this? Are you? Do you? I mean, I'm going through it, and I'm, I'm sort of tax evasion. Woo. <laughs> what do you want me to say? I don't know. Do you guys you feel differently? Uh, by the way, my email, as you, as you well know, sam at samandashlaw.com. Sam at samandashlaw.com. That's the, you know, that's the thing. By the way, tried to claim, Hunter tried to claim his daughter's law school tuition as a business expense. Then he hid income, which is that's – the, that's the big one, right? In the world of tax fraud, if you, if you make, you make $100,000, right, as a business, you get it you – know, it doesn't go through payroll, so you're not take, getting any deductions taken. Now, you get hundred grand. And if you claim dubious expenses against it, typically what will happen is you'll be audited. And in the process of being audited, they'll come to you and say, well, those are not real expenses. So we're going to we're we're gonna we're gonna present you with what we think the bill is, and then and plus penalties and interest, right? And if you pay it, generally it doesn't result in criminal charges unless it's they're they're made up, you know, completely made up expenses. But I'll tell you the real problem, the real problem in tax law is if you if you made a hundred grand and tell them you made eighty. Or, like I would say, it's in a higher scale, but here it seems there were years where he made millions and told them he, you know, that he, that there was zero. That is, that is the higher level felony here. That's a real problem. 
So the test now is what, in my view, is what comes next. So is there going to be a, a plea deal here? Because it, it could, this, there could be a plea deal here that just puts a bow on it, right? Okay, we, David Weiss can say, I put down the indictment and, and, and the Obama, excuse me, the Biden administration shows no favor to, uh, to, to the son, to Hunter. And, and so we're going after Trump and his people the same way we're going after, after, after Hunter Biden. It's just, you know, Lady Justice is, is blind, blindfolded, right? And then once all the dust dies down and they've regaled us with all the shiny stuff, they could, they could offer him a great deal. They could give him a year in jail, which may end up being something like, what do you think, Robbie, eight months, somewhere around there, nine uh, if they if they if they give him the right amount, what is it? A year and a day, or I, it's, I, the sentencing guidelines are are, are funny in federal uh, in the federal system. But he he it really could amount to essentially a slap on the wrist to make it all go away. But the the, the real beneficiary of that type of deal is who? Is Joe Biden? That's the that's the guy that makes off like a bandit, and and his his you know near-do-well brother, who have, all, who have all monetized their relationship with Joe Biden, right? Everybody in that family has. But, uh, but, but, but Joe's you know, had, his, you know, had his hand in the cookie jar, and this, this is the cookie jar. We'll, we're talking about the – literally nobody wants to talk about where the cookies came from. Now, there's another element here that needs to be established, and that is that repeatedly, going back to the 20 – well, certainly the 2020 election, but even before that, Joe Biden has lied repeatedly about this. He's lied and lied through his teeth. How many times has Joe Biden said, my son has not made money in terms of, you know, the thing you're talking about, China? He said that back in the October debate in 2020. Tr Trump was nailing him with it. Trump was right. You're going to hear anybody in the media say Trump was right. Are they going to say that? They're not. Of course they're not. Of course they're not. I got to take a break. But uh, th this to me, that's the issue, right? And Biden lied his way through the 2020 election. He cheated, right? This was a major issue. It went to the heart of Biden's credibility, his independence. I mean, knowing full well that either the Ukrainians or the Chinese or any of these other entities that did business with Biden Inc. under the Obama era, you know, certainly they all now have compromise on, on, on Biden. I mean, what better way to hold the leader of the United States hostage than saying, uh, 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 you're going to hands off that, Mr. President, or, or we're going to release to the media some, some details here that may put your son in prison and jeopardize your your entire political career i think it's better that you do what we tell you to no that's why this matters like that's why it matters to me ultimately even though it's something that happened in the past I, it is a security concern right and we, this is from the same people the same people are defending this that went around for four years and and, and said the, the trump putin's puppet that Putin had, you know, golden showers, you know, compromise on Trump. It's all made up. They lived in a fantasy world and then are turning a deliberate blind eye to all of this. 
So that's what I think about this indictment. Sam Rajofsky here, News Talk 840 KXNT. You're listening to The What's Right Show. Brought to you by Sam and Ash Injury Law, the only law firm to trust for your personal injury. Case 702-820-1234. Because you deserve what's right. If you've been in an accident, there's no reason to call a sleazy lawyer. It's not just about the settlement check. It's about representing your interests and your values. So call Sam and Ash at 702-820-1234 or visit samandashlaw.com. Hi, Sam Rajofsky here, News Talk 840 KXNT. Yes, by the way, did you see this? Newspapers, folks are starting to agitate for the wearing of masks again. I told you about this months ago, and I realized, well, here on the What's Right show, we are, well, we like to call out this sort of idiocy. So so anyways, the, the mask, did they do anything right during, during COVID? I thought pretty fairly roundly debunked that your basic standard mask did anything for the COVID virus. And and there was a great illustration of this, by the way, that showed, you know, the, the relative size of the, of the COVID bug, if you will, uh, you know, under, under a microscope compared to, you know, uh, other pathogens that are in the air. And the point of it is, of course, it's minuscule. It'll slip right through that, rag that you have on your face that you think is doing something. But, you you know, the real thing about it all is, and we've realized this, uh, is that it is a means of signaling to others that you care. It's become the universal symbol of I care about your health. And so I'm going to mask up. So this is Taylor Lawrence. You know, this is the Washington Post columnist who, She's the one who doxxed, I believe, the uh, libs of TikTok lady. Yeah, she's the one. This, this gal, she's a hysterical, crazy person. And here's what, yeah, so here's the deal. Yeah, producer Robbie here in my ear. Yes, 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 it's the libs of TikTok. Yeah, that's, that's, that's and, and by the way, it was all, I mean, she, she literally did that, which was, uh, you know, a, an act of inciting violence against a, a, a fellow woman. You know, I mean, let's, you got to point that out. Um, Chaya, what's her name? Chaya Rachik. Now she's now she's a public person, a huge celebrity, of course. So maybe Taylor did her a favor. But anyway, here's her quote. Right, she's she retweeted something here. Um, I sincerely dislike everyone who is out and about in public right now with that nasty, obvious COVID cough. Stop killing and disabling other people. There is no excuse for this wildly unethical behavior. It's on par. Wait for it. It's on par with drunk driving. Now, these people, here's the problem. They've put these masks on themselves for so long. It's deprived their already feeble brains of much needed oxygen. (laughs) it's on par with drunk driving I mean I'd like to well get behind the wheel and you're drunk you're you're I mean you're you're likely to kill somebody what is the death rate right now from COVID 
I mean, it's a legitimate question because COVID's out there. Here's the point. We're going to live with COVID forever, thanks to the Chinese and and, and Fauci. We're going to deal with COVID, right? This we, we now has been confirmed as a lab leak, lab man-made created virus. Gain-of-function research, that money likely came from, from, from the NIH, right, from, from Fauci's group. Funding came from us, taxpayer money. Well, we borrowed it from China. Then we paying the interest on it here, but we sent it back to China so that they could create a virus that, you know, now they can use every four years to manipulate elections. So here we are. So the, this, we're going to live with COVID. We're going to live with it. Now, I, I'm, I'm a big believer that if you're sick, stay home if you can, right? If you're, if you're sick and you're coughing, stay home. But the idea, like the idea right now that we have, uh, that, that this is this is uh, this is on par as far as it's like an antisocial behavior that's on par with getting in your car and speeding and careening down a road drunk. Um, it, I mean, it's it's daily deaths of COVID one fifty to three hundred. Is that is that right, Robbie? That's. Uh, Listen, do you, you know what? And that's likely that all got thrown in with flu numbers. I mean, flu numbers used to be, yeah, the, the, wildly higher, particularly during flu season. So this um, this madness is is uh, is going to run unabated until I don't I don't know and, until whenever. I know. I serious question now. If you are if you are out and about. And you see somebody in a mask. What do you think? And I'll tell you for me, I think one of two things. I either think this person has a cough and is being extremely conscientious. Or this person is mentally ill. Like those are the only two options out there. Because the the mask, if, if it's just a cloth mask and you've got... And you have you you're you have cancer, whatever the situation is, not gonna help you. It's not going to help you. It's a placebo. It might help you here in your in your mind, but it's not gonna help you. So and by the way, we still haven't solved the riddle. Great point, Robbie, with COVID versus from COVID. Because you know, they test somebody who dies of heart failure and oh well, well, you tested positive from COVID. Well with COVID. So now you know, we're putting it down as a COVID death. That's that insanity is still continuing. Absolutely maddening. Okay. All right. Yes, I know. I know. I just. What else did you want me to tell you about Hunter Biden? I'm. I, well, it's it's a you know it's a concern. I I think this is going to be a whitewash. Is what I think. All right. Let me let me tell you a few more things. By the way, more fallout from the debate the other night. That's the fascinating part. The people are just angry at Vivek because he went in there, you know, starting whacking people senseless, and uh, and, and uh, the well, the media does not like it at all. Boy, oh my goodness! Sam Rajovsky, News Talk eight forty, KXMT. You're listening to the What's Right Show, brought to you by Sam and Ash Injury Law, the only law firm to trust for your injury needs. 702-820-1234, or visit samandashlaw.com, samandashlaw.com. Sam and Ash, because you deserve 
what's right. Personal injury law is constantly changing. Uber and Lyft accidents aren't like other cases, but most law firms haven't kept up. Don't trust a new case to a lawyer who's stuck in the past. Call Sam and Ash, 702-820-1234, or visit SamAndAshLaw.com. Welcome to the What's Right Show, your place for common sense conservatism. Monday through Friday, 1 to 3 p.m. Sam Rajofsky here, Nevada's favorite recovering Californian reporting for duty. Great to be here, folks. Happy Friday. Uh, <laughs> well, look, um, <laughs> you guess what? So my take on the Hunter Biden thing is that the, the indictment is potentially covers Joe Biden and still could result in a fairly light sentence, perhaps even a plea deal, at which point, you know, not only is, you know, Hunter Biden then absolved of any further investigations, prosecutions as to these finances, but he's also, the whole thing sort of immunizes potentially, sanitizes the stink that is on Biden, President Biden, for all the money he took through the scheme. Because remember, that's another part of this. I keep wanting to explain what tax evasion is, right? If money went from Biden, excuse me, from, from Hunter to Joe Biden, or if Hunter was paying expenses for Joe Biden, did Biden himself pay taxes on that money? That's a very important point, right? Nobody's talking about this necessarily. Bad enough, we're all focusing, of course, on the fact that, that dollars came from China, came from, from Ukraine, Burisma, and other, well, less than upstanding actors who were looking to curry favor with the then vice president and the various dealings that they had uh, with the United States. And rightly so, we're focused on bribery money changing hands, but... It's a pesky thing. Sometimes people don't like to claim bribery income. Now, Biden's team may be sophisticated enough to say that it was some sort of a consulting fear, whatnot, or even a gift from his son and pay the appropriate tax penalties on it. But I don't know that necessarily he did. Or in cases where a check came directly, was written directly, let's say, for house payments or car payments or whatnot, was that claimed? as income or as taxable gifts by Joe and Jill Biden? So that's a very important question. Now, don't worry. The mainstream media is still is still carrying water for, uh, for, uh, for uh, uh, Biden's on this. Trust me. For example, for example, I tell you, this is MSNBC Temidayo Aganga Williams, former senior investigative counsel, January 6th committee, claims Hunter's being treated unfairly and targeted uh, because of his last name. We are now five years into the Hunter Biden DOJ dance that's been happening. And I think it's telling that when DOJ sought to resolve these charges, they were seeking probation. Right. They were seeking probation on misdemeanor tax charges and the gun related charges for failing to disclose that he was an addict was going to be dealt with through a diversion program. That's what DOJ thought was an equitable and just result. Now that that deal fell through, 
DOJ has sought to escalate in a dramatic way. This is after five years and even five months, I think, since the deal uh, uh, fell apart. So I think there are real questions about the delay with which DOJ has acted here. And I think that point from Hunter Biden's lawyer as to whether this would be happening if his last name wasn't Biden is a real question. And I will say, as a former DOJ prosecutor, more and more it looks like that to me. It looks like someone who's not getting a fair shake and is being treated more harshly because of their proximity to the president. This is such horse crap. If you don't pay, if you right now, my friend, if you do not pay a million dollars or more in income tax over the course of several years, you're going to get prison time. And if, and if you'll remember, this was the entire point of the whistleblowers coming forward because they testified under oath. And remember, these whistleblowers are not rabid, foaming at the mouth MAGA people. These are, in one case, was a gay Democrat, voted for Biden, voted for Obama, voted for all the usual suspects. I mean, these were not ideologues, right? And they were so incensed by the lack of prosecution of Hunter because, in their words, not mine, and not according to Temidayo Agunga Williams on MSNBC, in their words, they said this is not how ordinary Americans would be treated, meaning they wouldn't have been offered a sweetheart deal. They wouldn't have been told to stand down on filing criminal charges and allow the statute of limitations to lapse. $1.4 $1.4 million in unpaid taxes is a big effing deal. I don't want to sound all, you know, hyper about this, but it kind of is. And you don't have to take my word for it. There are hours of congressional testimony on the subject. It got so bad that people quit or were sidelined from the investigative teams because they saw blatant favoritism given to Hunter Biden. That's the real scoop. It doesn't stop Poppy Harlow at CNN to opine on this either, her and Phil Mattingly going back and forth on this. Listen closely. Hunter Biden now facing nine new federal criminal charges as investigators say he avoided paying $1.4 million in taxes, instead spending that money on things like drugs, escorts, pornography, and luxury hotels. Now, Hunter Biden is not President Joe Biden, and there is Hmm. no allegation in the 56-page indictment that the president did anything wrong. He's not even mentioned, but that is not stopping House Republicans from making Hunter Biden's business dealings a basis for their impeachment inquiry. What services? Tell me, my God, will you help me out here? I will I will eat my hat if you can tell me what honest business services Hunter Biden was providing. Any of these people paying him millions of dollars. It may shock you to learn this if you are a Biden apologist that people don't just write you a $10 million check, a million, a $10,000 check for nothing. This is not how the real world operates. What was it for? We have Hunter Biden's own business partner telling us that it was for access to the president. We all knew. Hey, look, the vice president of the United States was, was Hunter's dad, and we, you know, we, you know, that's what it was about. They, all these people wanted stuff done by the Obama administration. And I keep saying this until I'm blue in the face. This, this whole thing implicates tremendously Barack Obama, right? This is 
when Obama, after eight years of screwing this country over, was finally leaving the White House, he uh, gave several interviews. And he always talked about how he was so proud of the fact that he had had a scandal-free administration. And, um, you know, I, I just even in, the, in that moment, you know, felt like throwing up in my mouth because, of course, Benghazi and, and I, Fast and Furious, I could go on, right? But setting all that aside, right, right under his nose, his vice president was selling the, the administration for his own personal profit through his crackhead son. There's no legitimacy or a legitimate reason for these funds to have flowed to Hunter Biden in the first place. But notice how CNN is portraying this. It's exactly what I was telling you about at the top of the hour. They are going, ooh, luxury trips, drugs, escorts, $1.4 million, da-da-da. And it's all these, these are shiny things that, well, the... Well, the, the sort we have all very short attention spans. The American public now is saturated in TikTok, Instagram, you know, and uh, and 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 loves what you know the Real Housewives of of Orange County. Mm-hmm. So this stuff is sensational, and Americans are just eating it all up. And and meanwhile, the real substantive crimes problems like. Okay, so he got this money from foreign entities. Did he register as a foreign agent? When when is that shoe going to drop? Right. I mean, it seems pretty freaking obvious that he was a foreign agent at the very least. But nowhere is there a criminal charge related to that conduct. Meanwhile, Feds had no problem very quickly taking out Trump's campaign manager in 2016 with with a similar violation it's fairly easy to prove took money from ukraine he was representing ukraine he didn't register for an agent jail paul manafort no i'm just look look it's this is the stuff that i want to know and it's not just wascally house republicans out there saying "Ooh, it's hunter biden's business dealings i it's just we're all asking this question i want to know the answer Now, we can differ opinion-wise as to what we do with this information. Do we, with this evidence, because I think we're starting to get to that point, is this, is it is an impeachment inquiry appropriate, or do you let this stuff be something that is decided by uh, in the election? I, I favor, I, I tend to favor at this stage, I tend to favor strategically the latter. Right? I would prefer that this be an election issue, and I prefer that Republicans not hold an impeachment right up against the uh, the election. It could actually backfire on them. But you know, again, Wednesday, Biden's Biden's line. Okay, so New York Post, Steve Nelson asking him about Hunter Biden's business dealings. This is on Wednesday, literally Wednesday of this week, and. Uh, this is what Biden says. Can you explain to the Americans, uh, to Americans amid this impeachment inquiry, why you interacted with so many of your son and brother's foreign business associates? I'm not going to comment that I did not, and it was just a bunch of lies. You didn't interact with many of their lies. business associates? I did not. There's a lie. Um, yeah, but you did. I mean, you did, Joe. 
Now, he might not remember, okay, I mean, just, uh, what a convenient time now it would be for Biden to say that he has full-blown dementia. I mean, it would cost him the, the race, but, you know, this would be his ultimate get-out-of-jail-free card. Just saying. Sam Rajovsky here, News Talk 840, KXNT. How does this, by the way, what does this have any bearings on the uh, on the election prospects, by the way, Dave Axelrod, Obama's strategist, went on last night with Anderson Cooper. Remember, he told Axelrod is the one who Biden called him an a hole because Axelrod told him to drop out. What did he have to say? Don't want to miss this. Sam Rajovsky, be back in a moment. You're listening to the What's Right Show, brought to you by Sam and Ash Injury Law, because you deserve what's right. If you've been in an accident, there's no reason to call a sleazy lawyer. It's not just about the settlement check. It's about representing your interests and your values. So call Sam and Ash at 702-820-1234 or visit samandashlaw.com. Hi, Sam Rajovsky here, Nevada's favorite recovering Californian, host of the What's Right Show. Welcome back to the program, folks, and happy Friday. So... The Hunter Biden indictment, everybody's talking about it, and uh, I don't know, think it's kind of a nothing thing. Nonetheless, the question is, does this affect Joe Biden looking forward to the 2024 election? So last night, CNN host Anderson Cooper, you know, the a-hole that went after our very own Carolyn Goodman, F this guy. Anyway, Anderson Cooper says, David to Axelrod, who was... You know, he's like, um, you know, he was Obama's top political strategist. That's who Axelrod is. And he's still sort of a uh, a significant voice within the, I would say, the sort of the Obama wing of the, of the Democratic Party. Okay? That's who Axelrod is. And Axelrod, one more thing I have to tell you, just as sort of the context, why this is important. Axelrod was the guy that, that, what was it, a month ago, Robbie? Five weeks ago? He, he, he went on, you know, publicly said that Biden ought to drop out for the good of the country, good of the party, that he, had, <laughs> he didn't have very good chances, and he should just, you know, bounce. And, uh, and when, when Biden got asked, something muttered about him being an a-hole. So here's the question by Anderson Cooper last night on CNN. David, you've been skeptical of the president's reelection prospects. Ha, ha, ha. Not necessarily because of his son, but more because of his age and his poll numbers. If you were ever to reconsider his candidacy, which now he is not, do you think anything around his son would factor in or could factor, you know, as part of this? And Axelrod's question is fascinating. You know, I don't know, Anderson. I, I, I have the strong sense that the president is full speed ahead and that he's going to go through with this campaign. But as I said, he's going to this, this is a this is more than a political burden. This is an emotional burden. And mm. and we'll see. But the family has always encouraged him. And uh, I don't imagine they're going to discourage him now. And I do think, as Paula suggests, that there's going to be a major effort to depict these as politically motivated charges. Ah, now notice, he says it's it's not so much as a political burden, it's an emotional burden. You know, these you got to understand, right, that, that Axelrod is a political strategist. 
number one. Number two, he is a Democrat. He's engaged in party politics. And I mean that in a, in a broad sense as being an advocate for the Democratic Party. So when you consider those two things, when Axelrod, and you'll see it a lot across the board, a lot of, a lot of nobody, nobody has really of any serious import on, on, the, on the left, on, in, the, in the Democratic Party, has, has said that, that Biden has a corruption problem. Okay? Everybody's defending him. Even though I think it's pretty obvious, and when you talk to some of these people off the record, they all admit that he's you know crooked as can be. But but they will all defend him on that. But what they tried, what they're doing when they say it's his age, his age, his health. And that's not a political burden because that would imply that there's something substantively problematic here. But it's an it's an emotional burden. It's a you know it's 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 going to weigh on him going into the campaign. You know his his little boy is in trouble. Little boy is a, a you know a grown man. Anyway, I'm um, I, I I'm I'm just these are the setups that these people these we'll call it softball setups. They're lobbing it in Biden's direction. These are lifelines. And I'm not saying they're not coded messages, but this is behind the scenes. They are having meetings with Biden and his representatives. People like, you know, if they can get a meeting, Jill Biden, and they're saying, listen, we, they're not going to sit her down and say, look, he's going to freaking lose to Trump, and this is a disaster. You're, you're, what the hell are you doing? It's, look, we know he's getting tired. We know, we, we know that his, his health isn't that. He's getting older. Does he really want to do this? Because waiting in the wings, we've got old chiclets teeth and Crisco hair, Gavin Newsom, who's ready to come in, save the day, so goes their thinking, and give a golden parachute, different from a golden shower, by the way, just need to make that note, golden parachute for uh, Team Biden to be able to jettison and still maintain the protections of the presidency, which presumably would be in the hands According to their way of thinking, of a friendly, uh, a friendly Democrat, right? And those overtures, I can tell you, is a fact that I know are occurring and have been occurring with some degree of frequency. Uh, Biden's not taking the hint, and the main thing behind that is that Jill, Doctor Jill Biden, not a medical doctor though, so certainly not. Well, she might be a self-taught geriatric expert, but yeah, not not by way of training. She's she's well, she wants to hang on to it. She wants to be there till he falls over or you know has the full eight years. The family wants this. She doesn't want to give up Air Force One, and and, and yes, she actually is that shallow. Trust me on this. Okay, I'm going to get to the Vivek stuff. I, I am. I'm going to go back to the debate. We've, you know, it's been a been a wacky week here in Vegas, and following the tragedy tragedy at UNLV uh, shooting there this week, it's just been 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 a lot. But I, I, the debate, there's fallout from the debate, and I, I, I need to get to it. So I'm going to I'm going to do that here uh, at the top of the hour. So forgive me. I, I know we got a break coming up, and I, I just don't want to start to. I don't know. I don't want to start getting all into it. 
Yeah, Catherine Herridge, I didn't, that's right. Catherine Herridge, by the way, who is a rare independent voice on CBS, today mentioned the FARA, the Foreign Agents Registration Act. And um, and she, you know, she's, look, I mean, I'm reading the law, and she's not a lawyer. I've read the law. I'm telling you, it's he ought to register as a lobbyist, and she's calling it out. Burisma, Ukraine, Chinese Energy, CFEC, these are all companies that are, you know, state-owned or partially state-owned, and, and so he's representing these foreign governments, and he ought to have registered. The fact that he hasn't and that it's still not part of the indictment and that you have people in the media defending it. Well, it's been five years. It's dragged on for five years. It's only going after him because he's a Biden. No, the only reason he hasn't, he's not already sitting in jail is because he's a Biden. That's the God's honest truth. All right, Sam Rajovsky here. Gotta run, folks, up against the clock. You're listening to The What's Right Show, brought to you by Sam and Ash Injury Law, because you deserve what's right. Hi, it's Ash from Sam and Ash Injury Law. You need a lawyer you can trust. So give us a call at 702-820-1234 or go to SamandAshLaw.com. No pressure, just answers, because you deserve what's right. You know, you really ought to listen to the stuff that uh, Robbie and I talk about uh, in these breaks. That's where some of the magic is. Sam Rajovsky, News Talk 840 KXNT. You're listening to the What's Right Show, Monday through Friday, 1 to 3 p.m., right here on this station. What do we have here? What's, what were we talking about? Is that what I'm going to tell people? Well, Robbie brought up a great point because... Uh, 28th president of the United States. We were talking about Jill Biden right before we had a cut uh, to the news. And, and um, you know, my point was that she's she seems to be, from what I've heard, the gatekeeper to Joe Biden and to all the people imploring him, for God's sake, Mr. President, don't run for re-election. <laughs> save, save us. Save the country. Save yourself. And and Jill wants to hang on. She loves the perks of 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 being um, of, of of having Air Force One, living in the executive mansion. She likes it. So Robbie reminded me here: the twentieth president Woodrow Wilson. You know, he had a stroke, right? Severe stroke. And his wife Edith, uh, who was the sec his second wife. So stop me if that begins to sound familiar. Basically, ran all the matters of state, right? She ran the executive branch of government and, uh, and, and essentially served as president, right, for the balance of Wilson's second term. So maybe Jill, you know, just prop him up, weaken at Bernie style, just have him sitting there on the balcony, occasionally somebody waving his arm, and, and Jill can, you know, run the government. All right. Vivek Ramaswamy dropped bombs at the debate the other night, and I want to talk about it. Yes, happened on Wednesday. There was a lot going on that day. Of course, there was a shooting here in Las Vegas at UNLV. Still following that, uh, and um, and and so so drained with with all of that. Of course, I, I didn't do my normal. Of course, the events on Wednesday didn't do the normal pre-show on a debate. So then. Squoze together pre-show yesterday with the actual debate analysis. And now the media is still continuing to talk about all the fire-breathing that uh, Vivek did. And I, and I thought, you know, we, we got to get to this because, I don't know, I'm, I'm always, 
I, 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 I compared to a majority of the people out there, even among conservatives, I have a very, um, I have a standout opinion of it. I do not agree with most people on the subject. Most Republicans, and I say Republicans, not conservatives, most Republican pontificating, you know, talking heads right now and radio people are saying some version of the following. Well, you know, this just is so beneath the pale, and it's just disgusting, and none of these people are going to become president, and Vivek Ramaswamy is just a hooligan. That whippersnapper, you know? And, uh, and I, you know, I had this conversation with, with, with Alan Stock a little bit on Thursday, yesterday morning, because he was out of town, and so we did our segment that we normally have on Tuesdays on Thursday. And we ran out of time to really get into it, Alan and I. But Alan, you know, he's he's big on the on the on the Ronald Reagan Republican. You know, the Ronald Reagan mantra that you never attack fellow Republicans. The problem with that is, and what I would tell him if we had a next time we have a debate on the topic, is Ronald Reagan got screwed by every Republican pretty much when he was in office. People within his administration, much as they did with Trump, worked against him. Oh, you, when you study, for example, the Star Wars program and how Reagan aptly was using it to weird the Soviets out, like Gorbachev became so obsessed with losing nuclear, you know, parity with the United States by virtue of the U.S. having a shield that he became obsessed with it and was willing to essentially give Reagan anything, anything, just to make Star Wars go away and. And and Reagan's team at these summits, this is all a matter of record, they would undermine Reagan. Republicans undermined Reagan all the time. And so this mantra of speak no ill against, against fellow Republicans and screw that. <laughs> I mean, like, Trump comes into office, has an agenda. We have Republicans in Congress, and we have those Republicans in Congress actively work against a president that we elected, we Republicans elected, all because they don't like him? Yeah, I, no, I'm done being nice to Republicans. I, I'm holding people accountable based on their actions, which is precisely what I absolutely love about Vivek Ramaswamy and dropping these bombs. I am sorry. If you can't take the heat, don't be in the kitchen. And no, that's not a woman comment, Nikki Haley. So here's, well, <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to hear it on that. No, I no, it's well, this this look. I mean, by the way, that's that's where oh, Vivek called out Haley on her corruption, but he also got into the whole woman thing. It was all in one single clip. Uh, you you got to yeah, this is this is what he said. After the third debate, when I criticized Ronna McDaniel after five failed years of leadership of this party and criticized Nikki for her corrupt foreign dealings as a military contractor, she said that I have a woman problem. Nikki, I don't have a woman problem. You have a corruption problem. And I think that that's what people need to know. Nikki is corrupt. This is a woman who will send your kids to die so she can buy a bigger house. This is the problem. Using identity politics more effectively than Kamala. Harris. There's our donor puppet masters wielding their puppet right up here tonight. This is how this game is played. The puppet masters put up their puppet, and I reject the use of identity politics in this party. It has been a cancer coming from the left, and I'm sick and tired of the double standards the people of this country are too. Having two X chromosomes does not immunize okay, you from thank criticism. You. Thank you. <laughs> so good. 
You know, I, I said this yesterday. I've said this a few weeks ago after the um, the last debate where Nikki Haley goes, oh, my God, Vivek's got a woman problem. Shut up. Nobody cares what equipment you have between your legs. If you want to be president of the gosh damn United States of America, you need to have a you need to have balls. That's what you need. I'm not talking physical ones. I'm just saying proverbially, you've got to end thick skin. So you're going to be dealing with Putin. You know, Putin's a bad guy, right? Bad. And you're going to be dealing with him as president, Nikki. You're going to be there in a room. Well, he's going to be at one end of a 30, 40-foot table, and you'll be at the other end. And you're going to stare down this cold-blooded killer, this dictator. And he's going to be mean to you. And what are you going to do? You're going to hold a press conference and say he wouldn't be treating a man this way. What a load of crap, all of it. Nikki Haley, what did she have? Her net worth was a hundred grand, and then after she leaves the UN, gets on the board of a few major defense contractor corporations, suddenly she's worth $8 million. It is... We are all sick and tired of this. Hell, this is something that unifies us across party lines. Republicans are sick of this. Democrats are sick of this. Independents are sick of this. It's bull crap is what it is. So, you know, this, this, is, uh, this is it. Now, Vivek, you know, by the way, remember the dig, of course, at the province thing where hey, she tells Nikki Haley, name three provinces, and she just looks like the cat that swallowed the canary. Well, here's the guy who swallowed the whole turkey. Vivek then goes after Christie because Christie comes in to defend Nikki Haley, which made Nikki Haley look really weak. And then this happened. We learned three things right there. First of all, Chris Christie also doesn't know what provinces in eastern Ukraine he actually <laughs> wants us to fight for. Chris, your version of foreign policy experience was closing a bridge from New Jersey to New York. Yeah. So do everybody a favor. Just walk yourself off that stage, enjoy a nice meal, yeah. and get the hell out of this place. <laughs> when it comes to Nikki, I think if you're going to actually send your sons and daughters while, to while go die in somebody else's voting. war, while you, you better... Excuse voting. me, Chris, I'm speaking, and I'm not done yet. These people want to send your sons and daughters to go die in Ukraine. They've been arguing for it for a year. $200 billion of our taxpayer money sent over. Neither of them could even name for you the provinces that they actually want to protect. And this is the people who have been touting their so-called foreign policy experience. These people are lying to you, the same people who told you about weapons and mass destruction in Iraq. To justify that invasion, didn't know the first thing about it, yet they sent thousands of our sons and daughters to go die. The same people who told you the same in Afghanistan, where the Taliban is still in charge 20 years later. Seven trillion of our national debt due to these toxic neocons. You can put lipstick on a Dick Cheney, it is still a fascist neocon. Oh, burn. This was so good. This was so good. And Christie literally just looked like his head was going to explode. Now, this is what's getting attention. And you'll see articles like I opened, uh, was it on the, I looked at the Hill this morning, woke up like I typically do pretty early, 5, 5.30. And I begin, I begin the, the day of, you know, of pre-show prep, putting together my stack of stuff, the stuff that I'm reading to educate myself on what's going on. 
I read all sorts of different kinds of stories. I'm everywhere I looked today was Vivek embarrassed himself. Vivek was beyond, it was beyond the pale. Experts agree. <laughs> I, <laughs> experts agree. <laughs> Is that supposed to be even persuasive? So I got to take a quick break here. Because it was this clip, right? It was this clip that, um, well, it was another one too. The, the, the media is melting down over it. And I'll explain why this is a good thing. Sam Rajovsky, News Talk 840 KXNT. You're listening to the What's Right Show, brought to you by Sam and Ash Injury Law, because you deserve what's right. If you've been in an accident, there's no reason to call a sleazy lawyer. It's not just about the settlement check. It's about representing your interests and your values. So call Sam and Ash at 702-820-1234 or visit samandashlaw.com. All right, all right. Getting into some of the bombs dropped Wednesday night at the Republican debate. Yes, by Vivek Ramaswamy, who who went in, well, he's, he went in there with an unsheathed machete, okay? <laughs> Just started whacking Chris Christie. Uh, and uh, and particularly uh, Chris Christie and, uh, and, and and Nikki Haley just mercilessly destroying them. And I'm I'm here to tell you. By yesterday, as I'm reading the reactions to it, all very hostile to Ramaswamy, and I'm my 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 other the experts agree that one I laugh at because the experts agree here on the What's Right Show, brought to you by Sam and Ash Injury Law. We do not necessarily give a rip about what experts agree on, do we? The experts agreeing on gave us a year and a half of school shutdowns during COVID. So you can take your expert agreement and shove it up where the sun don't shine. Now, another thing I will say is humors me is when people, and I mentioned this yesterday, when people say that there was applause or booing in the audience in the room, there's like a couple hundred people in the room who gives a rip about the people that are in the room that is a self-selected group of people i am i would say very involved in politics more involved than the average person which is why you listen to this program because i can explain some things to you and i don't have time to go down yesterday by the way i said george it was in alabama forgive me sometimes i misspeak here but it was point is when it was in miami i love miami it was co-sponsored by, by Matt Brooks, by the, by the RJC. I was invited. I could have gone. I don't have time to pick up and leave Vegas and my work and everything and go down. So what am I getting? The people that go to these things are, I mean, they are really in deep, right? They are in this world, and, and they are they're, you know, big donors of the, of, the, of the candidate that they're supporting. They're big supporters. They, everybody gets a certain block of tickets, but these are people who are there to – howl and taboo and to it doesn't matter don't ever listen to what the people are booing or, or it. in fact the matter is chris christie's people booing at vivek truth bomb dropping is i think as big of a compliment as vivek could possibly get so here's um here's the here's the scoop okay so he he gets into some truth telling vivek is a particular point where he if you'll recall, he, he, he said he defended Trump, and I like this. He says all these people who were licking Trump's boots and 
begging him for endorsements, and this is one of the rare moments where he kind of threw in Ron DeSantis' criticism at him. Uh, Nikki Haley, Chris Christie, the lobbyist, begging for special interests for New Jersey, all this stuff. And now you're out there criticizing Donald Trump. And he goes, look, I'm, I mean, this is, this, is, this is messed up. And then he says this, which is now getting a fair amount of attention. Uh, and I'm, I, I want to – I really want to – yeah, well, let me just – let me play it because he, he basically, in a very short statement – Drops even from even more truth. Why am I the only person on the stage, at least, who can say that January 6th now does look like it was an inside job? That the government lied to us for 20 years about Saudi Arabia's involvement in 9-11? That the great replacement theory is not some grand right-wing conspiracy theory, but a basic statement of the Democratic Party's platform? That the 2020 election was indeed stolen by big tech? That the 2016 election, the one that Trump won for sure, was also one that was stolen from him by the national security establishment (laughs) that actually put up the Trump-Russia collusion hoax that they knew was false. There's a reason why I'm the only person on the stage who can say these things. That's what it's going to take, not people who were licking his boots one time and now Monday morning quarterbacking and criticizing (laughs) when it's convenient. I love it. Now, he was running out of time, which is why Megyn Kelly was cutting in there. But, man... That was good. Now, it was so good. It was so good, in fact, Robbie, that it absolutely triggered uh, some people on the left. Um, (laughs) This is so good. This was on CNN. What night was this? Where is this? Where do I have this? Was this yesterday? I think this was yesterday. Van Jones addresses the this the situation after the debate and he basically well I'll let you listen to what he had to say about it. this all of this is about Vivek that guy is dangerous that's dangerous um when those people were saying Jews will not replace us Jews will not replace us that slogan sits on top of a very sick and twisted view that if you bring enough people of color here we are so deficient We are so stupid. We are so unwanted that we will be zombies to fill out the the ranks for some Democratic Party agenda that Jewish people are manipulating and driving forward. That leads to violence. Uh, That puts at risk Jewish people. That puts at risk people of color. It is wrong. And the smug, condescending way that he just spews this poison out is very, very dangerous because he won't stop Trump. But he's going to outlive Trump by about 50 years. And you're watching the rise of an American demagogue that is a very, very despicable person. Yeah. And I, I'm, I literally, I, I, was, I was shaking listening to him talk. <laughs> a lot of people don't know. <laughs> that is one step away from Nazi propaganda coming out of his mouth. <laughs> Fan Jones. Does this guy do stand-ups? You know, stand-up comedy? Uh, maybe he, he should start doing bar mitzvahs. You know, he could, he could get up there and be a real... Real uh, a barn raiser. Uh, look, this is this. He, he's he's talking about Vivek Ramaswamy that he is a dangerous demagogue for daring to bring up this uh, this idea that that we're deliberately er- erasing, I guess, white people from 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 the from the world. And let me tell you again. Here's what he said. Right. Um, let's see. The Great Replacement Theory is not some grand right-wing conspiracy. 
but a basic statement of the Democratic Party platform. Well, this is the week, Robbie, that we have a tape that's resurfaced of Biden and Mayorkas uh, back in the day talking about how, you know, all these immigrants are coming in and, and white people in the minority, and we think that's a good thing. They literally are talking about it in terms of brown and white in the most racially charged terms possible, saying it's a good thing that there are fewer white people. But how dare Vivek Ramaswamy come along and point it out? You're not supposed to do that. He didn't get the memorandum. And that is what – so, so you know, and you want my defense of Vivek. I don't agree with him on everything, right? I really – but I, I'll tell you, I'm 90% there, and I think he – I think his – I think he's an intellectual giant – and I think that smart people are allowed to change their minds. For example, he said that January 6th wasn't an inside job when it happened, that it was a clown show, and now he's come around. That's what smart people do, you dimwits. He, they, people change their minds when they're presented with evidence. It's a sign of higher-level intelligence. My God, do I have to explain this? Anyway, you all know this, right? It's them that are the idiots. So Sam Orzhovsky here, got to run break here at the bottom. You know, they're pointing a finger and yelling at me here. Um, all right, be right back. You're listening to The What's Right Show, brought to you by Sam and Ash Injury Law. Hi, it's Ash from Sam and Ash Injury Law. You need a lawyer you can trust. So give us a call at 702-820-1234 or go to salmonashlaw.com. No pressure, just answers, because you deserve what's right. Greetings, friends. Conversationalist Sam Marjofsky here, your host of the What's Right Show, brought to you by Sam and Ash Injury Law, 702-820-1234, because you deserve what's right. My email, sam at samandashlaw.com. Yes, I am the Sam of Sam and Ash. Lawyer, billboard model. Yeah, don't quit that day job. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. People tell me, Alan tells me, it's Alan Stock, Vegas at 8, he tells me all the time, hey, I saw your billboard. I saw your billboard. Well, we all know who the more attractive partner is. Yes, well, well, Ash is, Ash is a lot smarter than she is uh, good looking, and she is, she is a nice looking lady, I'll tell you that. Okay. Ah, Disney, 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 there is a fight now brewing, sort of an internet throwdown, if you will, between Elon Musk, Disney CEO Bob Iger. Iger, I don't think, has publicly taken the bait on any of it, but I will – well, I'm uh, – I'm, um, well, I'm saying not yet. It, 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 this, you remember the clip, right? You saw the, the press conference. We played it here when they asked Musk about Disney and uh, the various other uh, folks that are you know big companies – blue chip companies that are uh, pulled advertising from Twitter. And he goes, he goes, listen, if you want to blackmail me with money, right? This is the Q&A, right? If you want to blackmail me with money, um, and, you know, here's what I'm going to say. Go F yourself. Only he said the word. Yeah, Bob Iger, you can go F yourself. I hope you're listening. So um, now Musk today is claiming that uh, Bob Iger ought to be dismissed, removed as CEO of Disney. So after targeting him there, what was that, last month 
at the New York Times Deal Book Summit, Musk uh, wrote yesterday, yes, yesterday, that uh, Biger should be fired immediately because a Bob has ruined Disney. Now, if you'll f- – okay, bear with me here. Bob Iger was a longtime Disney CEO, and he's actually responsible for – he's one of the primary architects of this woke BS going on at, at all the all the different crappy films that nobody wants to see. The retread, the, the, the fourth, fifth, sixth install of the same predictable plot in these franchises, and, and people are tired of it. People want to see quality movies. They want to feel good. They don't want movies that – you know, take a elephant's dump on America, right? They want to. They they want to go to look at look at Top Gun two, right? Was it a great movie? Well, <laughs> it didn't win any Oscars, did it? But you know what? It's wildly entertaining, and and and, and go America and, and Tom Cruise, and it was a story about a man liking a woman, and the woman didn't have a penis, and the man didn't have a vagina. It was all just very straightforward. Robbie's laughing. No, I'm being serious. Nobody you – know, and, and then along comes Disney and goes, oh, I see. It's, it was wildly successful to have a movie about a, about a military guy, a macho guy who drives a motorcycle and drives a, you know, flies a fast jet and, and kind of stands up to, uh, to bureaucrats and then goes after the enemy and gets them and does it the old-fashioned way. That movie really works, so you know what we're going to do. We're going to have a black Snow White mingling with some handicapped dwarves who are not even dwarves, but just sort of the motley crew of, you know, an approved victim list from, uh, from an Ivy League school. And they, they, by the way, that movie hasn't even been released because I think it got so it got far along enough to be basically done, and then Disney canned it internally because they no doubt played it for people, and they're like, "This is awful." And the problem rests, and this is why Musk is right. The problem rests with leadership. Why is Bob Iger back, and why did Chappick, his predecessor, who well? Successor and predecessor, because Bob Iger retired, Chappick came in, and then the board fired Chappick and brought back Iger. Now, why did why did Chappick ultimately get fired? And I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you this is, this is the this is the important thing to know about Disney is the inmates run the asylum at Disney. On the creative side of the business, right, the people that are making content, the inmates, the rank-and-file creative types that work there and that just have rainbow flags everywhere and think that the world is all about unicorns pooping rainbows, right? Okay, those people are, are given they're, – they're given so much power. When Chappick said – we don't want to get into the don't, gay, don't say gay thing in, in Florida, and we got to sit this one out. He held a town hall meeting, and there was an uprising at Disney. And Chappick caved, lost basically any kind of authority that he had, and was out the door within, what was it, 45 days. Now, it's simple. If you want to make money, and, and there was a great article about this last week, great article. John uh, Jonathan Turley, where well, I have it here in my stack of stuff, forgive me. Jonathan Turley uh, wrote a piece about um, this uh, this thing with the problem with Disney is is that they've admitted 
and I'm trying to I'm trying to pull it up here, Robbie. Where? Oh my goodness, it's not coming up here on this link. But I'm I I've I've got the the Turley piece basically says that um that it's it's Disney in its in its quarterly filing has admitted that its products, its creative offerings, are not aligning with public tastes, meaning they've essentially admitted that they're producing products because they're in the product business. Entertainment is a product that they are producing products that nobody wants. Here, I found it. I've got it here in front of me. This is great. In recent filings, Disney appears concerned, right, that uh, its controversial politics and social agenda is costing the company and shareholders. Now, I read that, and I'm going to lean in, right? This is interesting. In its annual SEC report, Disney acknowledges that, quote, and this is in an official SEC filing. This is what they have to provide the, the regulatory authorities as a publicly traded company disclosing their health, right? If they don't disclose this, people could go to jail because this, of course, affects stock price because they're not performing. They're losing billions of dollars. Quote, we face risks relating to misalignment with public and consumer tastes and preferences for entertainment, travel, and consumer products. Well, yeah, because we want to go to Disneyland. We want to go to Disney World. We want to watch Disney movies and not be slapped across the face with your trans nonsense agenda or your woke, generally woke, your political agitation. We don't want to be lectured about the gosh damn environment. Shut up and let us just enjoy ourselves, no? <laughs> so here's... Quote, it continues, generally our revenues and profitability are adversely impacted when our entertainments and offerings, products, as well as our methods to make our offerings and products available to consumers do not achieve sufficient consumer acceptance. And this is the problem. When you have a bunch of people with dyed hair, nose rings, genitally mutilated, brains out to lunch, masked up two, three layers, they're the ones deciding what products hit the shelves at Disney. They're deciding what movies, what streaming services. Streaming at Disney isn't failing because the streaming platform is bad. Streaming is failing because the content there is not, it's not attracting eyeballs. Because people are sick of this stuff. Further, consumers, this is a direct quote from their SEC filing, further consumers' perceptions of our position on matters of public interest, including our efforts to achieve certain of our environmental and social goals, often differ widely, widely and present risks to our reputation and brands. Yeah, no SH, you know what, Sherlock. So quietly, internally, Disney, because they have to, explain why they lost a billion dollars on just four of its recent woke movie flops. They have, to disclose, they have to explain it, and they are very aware as to why. Now, if you talk to these cretins, what they will tell you is they'll tell you, well, it's all those rubes. It's people like Sam, because you know what? If Sam just understood that what we're trying to do is make the world a better place, then Sam would take his kids to see these movies, and everything would be great. Now, Disney, 
Walt Disney made movies to entertain adults and kids alike. That was the success of it. Repeat, I would say, the, the, the next group of people that came along that did what Walt and the original Disney team did and did it successfully was Pixar. Those movies, you have to really look hard to find some sort of political agenda on the early movies, right? The movie Cars is a, is a, is a, is a great example of the original car. It's a story about what? About being a good person, about things that really matter in life, about fair play. It's a great, it's a great, uh, you know, tale of 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 inspiration. It's a great, great story. And it was wildly successful. Toy Story too. Toy Story as well, I should say, not Toy Story two, but the Toy Story franchise. But yeah, that was an example. You have to, you have to get in there. And you, ha- you have to understand what people want. But these people are up in their ivory rainbow towers, and they are convinced that they know better than us. And that, my friends, is the problem. Sam Rajovsky, News Talk 840 KX&T, you're listening to The What's Right Show, brought to you by Sam and Ash Injury Law, because you deserve what's right. If you've been in an accident, there's no reason to call a sleazy lawyer. It's not just about the settlement check. It's about representing your interests and your values. So call Sam and Ash at 702-820-1234 or visit samandashlaw.com. Hi, welcome back. You're listening to the What's Right Show. Sam Rajovsky here, your host. I am Nevada's favorite recovering ex-Californian. Glad to be with you here. So I'm talking about these four recent movies that uh, led to a billion-dollar write-down at Disney. Billion-dollar loss on just four films. And Disney having to admit in its corporate filings that their products are misaligned with consumer expectations. And wait... And, and, and likes and tastes, this is the best part here. I just have to repeat this one more time, Robbie. This is the best part. Further, consumers' perceptions of our position on matters of public interest, including our efforts to achieve certain of our environmental and social goals, often differ wildly, widely and present risks to our reputation and brand. So we're trying to move public perceptions on the, the environment, on race, on trans, on gay, on whatever, and people just turns out they don't want they don't really care. <laughs> Who knew? So anyway, there it is. So this, by the way, this is hilarious, Robbie. Thank you for reminding me because I did see this and I had forgotten about it. The Babylon Bee, the satire site that uh, I think was wasn't it banned from Twitter briefly. I got their 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 don't worry must put them back. So Babylon B Disney awarded defense contract and it has a picture of Iger shaking hands with the Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin. Def- Disney awarded defense contract after producing more bombs than Lockheed Martin. <laughs> so 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 good. Wow. Um it's kind of the same problem with, with – with, similar problem to higher ed. Right now, the best thing to come since October – from October 7th here domestically is being able to see the extent to which the lunatics have completely taken over our once great universities. 
So you know the the uh, big conflagration here after it, uh, Harvard, UPenn, and uh, it was UPenn, and what was the other school now, Robbie? I am blanking the three the three presidents that testified on the Hill. Um, the, well, the Harvard president, none of them basically would say that they would censor, they would censor hate speech against Jews, particularly calls for genocide. MIT was the other one, right? What is, sorry, it escaped me. So now I'll tell you, um, Harvard president Claudine Gay yesterday is issuing a full throated apology she told the crimson student newspaper i got caught up in what had become at that point an extended combative exchange about policies and procedures what i should have had the presence of mind to do in that moment was return to my guiding truth which is that calls for violence against our jewish community threats to our jewish students have no place at harvard and will never go unchallenged (laughs) now i i i'm i i just still continue to have a an outlier view of this. I don't have tr- I don't have a lot of alignment with, for example, DeSantis on this topic. I, I'm a free speech guy, so what I want to see is, yeah, you if if you want a a college campus where ideas, even outlandish and terrible ideas or hateful ideas, are freely expressed and challenged in the context of a debate, then you need to. Allow all speech. The problem here that is lost on Harvard President Claudine Gay, who is, whose only qualification for the job is that she got a rubber stamp from the DEI commission there, uh, is that Harvard has literally a zero score by fire on their freedom of speech on campus. They've turned regular expressions of political thought into microaggressions and, and in some cases macroaggressions that, that get punished by the, by, the, uh, by the dean's office there. You only have one form of approved speech. And, the, and, and I think all of these people are absolutely horrified that, like Disney, that's sitting there going, well, it turns out that the movies we're making is not aligned with public taste. They're horrified. That, you know, what has been from the beginning, right, and, and uh, understanding, I mean, these are all, the donors that are fleeing, these are all liberal Jewish donors, okay, let's be honest. And they've always been, had a, you know, liberal donors here, Jewish or otherwise, have always been okay with, you know, what, what's been mostly going on at Harvard. They've turned a blind eye to it. And what none of these people realize, because they were too far removed from it, is that the fact of the matter is, is that is that calling for intifada and calling for the elimination of Israel, and calling for a Jewish genocide, is very much aligned with the DEI woke ideology that is that has absolutely taken over these schools. And these professors it, and, and and administrators, excuse me, have it's taken them a week. They are that blindsided. By the 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 criticism that they're getting from their former allies, these people that are writing hundred million dollar gift checks like Ross Stevens, I mean, these are people that were fine with everything that was going on for years, 
And quietly, these people, I, I think unwittingly, have been f- you know, funding a, 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 a den, a hornet's nest of, of radicalism. And the reason that these pro-Palestinian Hamas students are able to speak and call for death to Jews is because it's very much an approved message. If I held a rally and I said, you know what, trans people need to go at Harvard, I'd be expelled within a week. You know that's the, you, you absolutely know that's the case. So, uh, and, and, and so it, they're just so shocked by it, they just have no idea. And it, it's another example, they are so entrenched in their lunatic bubble that they're, they, they, think that they think that criticism of them is, is really some kind of vast right-wing conspiracy, not to quote our favorite almost president. So there it is. That's the that's what's going on here. By the way, UPenn uh, president apologized. Uh, this is what she said. There was a moment during yesterday's congressional hearing on anti-Semitism when I was asked if a call for the genocide of Jewish people on our campus would violate our policies. In that moment, I was focused on our university's longstanding policies aligned with the U.S. Constitution, huh. which say that speech alone is not punishable. I was not focused on, but I should have been. The irrefutable fact that a call for genocide of Jewish people is a call for some of the most terrible violence human beings can perpetrate. It's evil, plain and simple. In my view, it would be harassment or intimidation. Yeah, I don't like any of this. Move back to free speech. But she's got no credibility there. None of these people do. And that's, that's the issue. All right. So liquidate the DEI departments, put all those clowns out to pasture, go back to the First Amendment, let people speak. If they start intimidating, physically intimidating people, that's punishable. But allow, allow open discourse. Let's know who the Jew-hating you know, Hamasophiles are. I want to know who those people are. I don't want them lurking in the shadows, you know, wanting all of us dead and not being able to tell us what they have in mind. Sam Rajovsky here, News Talk 840. Have a great weekend. I'll see you on Monday.